0: Welcome back to the May BS Sir podcast. It is Tuesday, November 8th. Got the Schley and Bevy on the pod tonight. The Schley's still riding high after his Jets win over Buffalo. We'll check in on Bevy in a minute. But Schley, how are you?
1: I'm doing fantastic, Kidley. It's It's been a long time since we found this great in Jetville.
0: Oh, I bet. I, I asked you this three weeks ago, but I'll ask again. Have the roommates seen you this happy? Oh,
1: definitely not. Definitely not. Um, yeah, the... This weekend was the the biggest win in uh, the youngest roommates' uh, life for the dress. So yeah, yeah definitely
0: <laughs> they haven't seen it. Neither of th- them
1: are, were around on Sunday to witness it either, which was great. Oh man, I was screaming! Yeah,
0: amazing, <laughs> <laughs> just amazing. I owe you an apology, and I, I, I'm I'm working on an, an apology for. Uh, I'll get to that a little later, but uh, maybe some Justin Fields fans out there as well. I'm working on that. It's not. I'm not ready to send it out yet. It's in okay. the draft. In the draft yeah. state is my apologies to Justin Fields. But first, actually, I need to apologize to you. We were texting Sunday morning, and I just, you know, very half assedly texted you and said, you know, what are your expectations for the game today? Thinking that I'm thinking Buffalo is going to win by 10, and you're like, no, no, Jets are winning this. And sure enough, they pull it out and, uh, in great fashion. Down 14-3 early, too, which was crazy.
1: Yeah, I believe the quote was, uh, we're not just going to cover. We're going to win it outright, was, <laughs> yeah. was what I said. Um, and, and Bevy never responded on that. I, I don't yep. think he showed much respect towards it. So he was the first text sent to me saying, good call, Schley. So yeah.
0: yeah. Awesome. Okay, yeah. we'll come back to that game in a minute. But we need you know, we need to check in on Bevy. Health check. Bevy, how are things in Packerville? Oh, things are fine, guys. Just uh, just before <laughs> we get recording here, you can always edit
2: this part out if we need Kidley. Sure. You know, we all... We all went to the same high school and uh, I was talking to some local politicians lately and there's some money that has come available for a new facility at our high school. Now it's a little on the, the hush hush but you know okay. some money can flow to each of us and then it will flow through it may or may not be coming from government funds or something else but if you guys want to give back to your high school that seems to be the popular thing to do these days so oh. i just want to keep keep that in your back pocket there if, uh, if, if you yeah, guys are looking for real
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> i saw this play out once in, in mississippi and it looked like it worked yeah, so okay uh, I right. just, just wanted to mention it yeah. too uh, yeah. That's that's about how things are going in Packerville as well. So uh, uh, it's been a rough five or six weeks. This, uh, this team has significant talent issues, mm-hmm. uh, you know, at a lot of places. But I also think it's pretty clear that there's a significant uh, coaching gap when you look at the way they're losing to, you know, the Jets or the Dayballs. Um, you know, some of these coaches that are just like really beating the team schematically before it even comes down to players. So yeah, it's it's definitely definitely one of the lowest times as a pack fan, just because there needs to be some changes, I think, and I don't think there's gonna be a catalyst for those.
0: No. And we talked about that on a previous pod with the fact that somebody had to step up and be a playmaker for this team and that just hasn't happened. And you know, I just don't know if there's a a guy at a skilled position to do that for your team right now. So no long, ahead, a long road ahead for the pack. It's funny though because everyone in in the mainstream media will be like, "Oh, Rogers this, Rogers
2: that," and Rogers played maybe his worst game on Sunday, like I can remember. Yeah. Um, but Rogers is the least of the Packers' problems. <laughs> like he'll he'll be fine. The guy's got a thumb injury, and we have 18 sure. years of him playing pretty well. I like I'm not worried about Rogers'
0: ability. I'm worried about pretty much everybody
2: around him on offense, not named Aaron Jones.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he had a fairly quiet game last last week too I don't know if he was just burnt out from being force fed the ball against Buffalo the week before but you know he had a uncharacteristic, uncharacteristic quiet game versus uh, Detroit definitely yeah Shalee back to your game you go down 14-3 after the big uh, Josh Allen power sweep or you know whatever you want to refer to that as what were you thinking at that time and did you think that Zach was going to be able to drive the team down and, and make it a game
1: uh at that point, um, it, it it is very disheartening. Every third down, um, we were forcing a lot of them. Defense was playing really well. We were stopping the big plays. Um, it, it, it seemed very daunting. Uh, but we've talked about this on the, the podcast in the past. That That's their go-to, especially when the game's on the line. And for them to already be going to the power sweep that early really sh- showed in my heart that they were worried that they couldn't pass the ball against us. But uh, to, to then make the comeback... That 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 was massive. The the late drive in the first half uh, to get it back within what um, uh, four, four points was great. Uh, they missed the field goal, and part of what I said to you before the game was yeah. our 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 special teams were horrendous the week prior against the Patriots. Their special teams uh, flinched first, and right. it kept us in that game. We knew we were getting the ball back, so yeah, it was. I, I can well tell
2: back. you. Uh, I can tell you what I did at fourteen to three. I- Looked at my sheet that said Bills minus ten, and I put a little check mark next to
0: it. <laughs> oh, Beverly, Beverly, Beverly! Uh, I think a lot of people did. A lot of people that had that one as a foregone. Just you know, yeah.
1: We we know not to sleep on the Jets because our front our front four took over at that point. Yeah. Um, r- Allen was rattled. He was he was completely completely rattled. Their their offense just went went kaput basically at that point. Three points scored in the second half, um, and it really allowed our offense to um, do what it did in the game. And it was a really intelligent game plan. It's the game plan that I think I was screaming at you, Kidley, over text. Uh, Midway through the third quarter against the Patriots, I'm like, why can we not give Zach Wilson an easy read, an easy throw at any point? And we were very balanced. We actually ran the ball a touch more, but got the ball out of Wilson's hands. And when we get it out of his hands and he's not under pressure, he was 15 for 16 without pressure on him. He's a whole different quarterback, and any quarterbacks sure. like that. But he's definitely that that arm talent um, is special when he's not being pressured. He was throwing it from all angles and everything. It was fantastic, hitting Garrett Wilson
0: everywhere. I was going to so, mention uh, Wilson as the guy who's you know you need a security blanket for a young yeah. quarterback, and hopefully Garrett Wilson could be that. I mean he's a rook- he's a rookie too, but he's got all the all the makings of a guy that Zach Wilson could count on in a in a clutch spot, right? He,
1: yeah, he's never covered. He's open.
0: He he's right. the first read. He's the first read on every
1: uh, play because he's he's always open. And we've never had it. I I hear what you're saying there, Debbie. So so many years, so many young quarterbacks. And you look out at the field, there's no place for them to throw the ball to. Now, Garrett Wilson's just open. And he just lives open. So, it's nice. Actually, I've got a a Zach Wilson take for you.
2: Give it to me. So, I've watched a surprising amount of Jets games this year. Zach Wilson can... So, like, every week when I watch him, I feel like he'll make two or three of the throws where you're just like, that is a big-time throw. Steps up, zips it, hits a guy. And then he throws two or three of the most perplexing passes I'll see every single week. And, and so like, it's easy to go like, Oh, like that is brutal. But you go, if he could just eliminate his two yep. worst throws every Sunday, everything else is, is looking really good. And that's been said about it's, a few quarterbacks before, but it, it feels like there's a lot of pieces there apart from and the that, one big error.
0: And, and to and be, fair, be fair to okay. Zach Wilson too, uh, Like um, Josh Allen's first interception on Sunday was egregious. I don't know what that was. Brutal. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. Like that was. If if, if you watch
1: that. If if you watch the play, Kidley, you can totally see the defensive end blocks um, Jordan uh, Whitehead. He doesn't see that Whitehead's there, but if you see it from the angle we saw it on the TV, it was coming from a mile away. Like, he was was dragging right behind uh, Franklin Myers, so uh, Allen didn't see him there at all. But the second pick was maybe even worse. Because he just threw it up for grabs.
0: Yeah, there was there was some un, there was some weird quarterback play this week. I mean, you were witness to that Bevy with the Rogers uh, goal line interceptions. A lot of those are just bizarre. But yeah, well, strength, strength, you, you know it's trouble time when you're
2: drawing up against the worst defense in the NFL, 32nd <laughs> defense in the NFL, on pace to the most points ever. Fourth uh, and goal from the one, Our fourth yeah. crack from the one yard line, and we're drawing up plays for our. Left tackle to catch a ball with yeah. you know, all coming off three knee surgeries, You're and, to... <laughs> and
1: and he was wide open. He, <laughs> he was. was just short like yeah. five yards.
0: Trying try so to bizarre. leak old leak Bactari out into the flat, and it's just like he was open, and uh, and Rogers just underthrew him by ten yards. It was so he, bizarre. He might be our best pass catcher at this point. <laughs> he's he's I, unfortunately he's not our best left tackle right now. Definitely your best chugger, beer chugger. There's no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah, so Schley, you're six and three, and my Seahawks keep pace. They keep pace. Yeah, you're dead. Uh, six and three uh, too. It's just I, I don't even know what yeah. to say at this point. Yeah. It's incredible. Can I, can, I, no can, idea. I,
1: can I just have one moment here, Kidley? I just have something that I have I have to get off my chest. I, yeah, I was sure. really looking forward to. Um I, I have to say farewell to Donnie from Hoboken. And if you don't know who Donnie from Hoboken is, he's no. that douchebag that um that booze Every draft pick the Jets have. Okay. He's the douchebag that has ran Mark Sanchez out of town. He ran Gino <laughs> Smith out of town. He ran Sam Darnold out of town. Powerful. He's the douchebag. He's the douchebag that got on every talk radio show last week yeah. and we talked about how we had to get rid of Zach. We have to get rid of Salah. Woody needs to sell the team. This is an embarrassment. We're the worst thing ever. All those things. Donnie from Hobo can can, and I don't curse often on this, he can uh, fuck off. Yeah. And you yeah. can go become a Giants fan. You can become a Bills fan if you want. We don't want you around anymore, Donnie. Yeah. All those guys can get out of there.
0: I love it's it. A new love regime. The past it's a new. Leave.
1: It's 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 a new. It's a new day. Only the real fans are here. So piss off, Donnie.
0: Yeah, so, and a guy and a guy that uh, Donnie wrote off, Geno Smith, in yeah, the thick exactly. of the, in the thick of the MVP <laughs> race. Like what? <laughs> Fucking Gino. He had a bad. He had a bad pick six last week too. And I'm thinking, all right. All right, you know Here's the regression And then he comes back And leads him down the field For a go-ahead touchdown Like calm as a cucumber Just dialing Shredding the defense Finding open guys Converting a third and 12 Against Tyler Lockett I'm like Like I I don't have words To describe what's happening This year in Seattle I really
1: don't Kidley, if anybody has something To say about Gino, It's me He was immature When he was a Jet he sure. Got punched in the face by yeah. his own his own teammate. He was uh, there. Was many pictures taken of him having uh, online video sex conferences with oh, okay. multiple girls and stuff. There was so much stuff going on with him. Yeah. But all that said, his final game with the Jets, he won the game and had a perfect quarterback rating. Right. And we still and we still shipped him off like that. That is what New York does. To young quarterbacks So you think, I can be happier for him And I hope that you guys Find a way to pick up Sam Darnold So that he can sit behind Gino for the next four years He'll be your next one When Gino's ready To, to move on Kind of thing Because I think Sam Darnold has the same Qualities in him
0: as well So The guy was Basically buried For ten years And I don't think The NFL has seen A story like this before Oh huh, like, yeah They literally, literally buried For ten years Nobody gave him a chance New York San Diego Seattle obviously Didn't either Until until this year And he's still on a one year deal So It might be a,
1: It might be even more amazing story Than uh, Doug Flutie Spending time in the CFL And coming back And, and playing Like it might be Maybe. more amazing Than that even yeah, You know just, just trying to think
2: Like uh, Kurt Warner Or Trent Green Somebody who just kind of like Showed up yeah. I
0: The only Maybe Rich You know he, he That run yeah. that head had With the Raiders yeah. After kind of like Not doing anything in Minnesota And you know He had So that's the only comparison that I could think of and we're only halfway through the season So let's not get too far ahead of ourselves, but I mean from what we've seen Nine games into the year. It's been nothing short of amazing. So Seattle, you know, I was never worried never worried once during that game against Arizona The defense for for some reason has come around. We finally got Josh Jones your old Packer safety off the field He's not playing anymore this guy ryan neal playing strong safety he continues to make plays every week i mean the draft class people are talking about it maybe being the best draft class in the last you know 15 20 years in the nfl we got five guys contributing every week just just an amazing turnaround kenneth walker i feel so bad for rashad penny not being around for this he's just been injury injury prone but kenneth walker's been amazing we got three tight ends who Line up and block every week and make clutch catches. I mean, list goes on and on. So, exciting times in Seattle. Like I said during the preview pod, you know, this is Pete's last chance to do another recruiting class, and here it is. So six and three, we go play Tommy, Sugar Tom, in in uh, Germany this <laughs> like week early. A little coffee football. I'm looking
1: forward to that. It's beautiful. It's Germany, Kidley. Though it's got to be beer in the morning. Yeah,
0: yeah, you're right. I'm gonna Get a
1: stein or something going.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna have to make that work. Yeah. yeah. Uh, any other thoughts on on last week in the NFL? I mean, yesterday was crazy with the the Colts hiring Jeff Saturday out of nowhere as a head coach, and the Earth <laughs> day press conference was kind of fucking mind blowing. But oh Jesus, I, I don't know if you guys have any other thoughts from the week.
1: A time change just crushed me. I missed mm-hmm. all primetime games because I kept falling asleep. I won a bet last night. I didn't even know I won it until yeah, I woke up I woke up on my couch and went back to bed and saw the banner came up that I yeah. won a bet. So, yeah, we got to get rid of this time change to stop killing football for us.
0: We Gosh. haven't been on the pod. We haven't been on the pod since uh, we won our same game parlay, And uh, you know, I know. Kudos to you. Kudos to the Hammer. Kudos to myself for pulling that. Like, 10-game... Parlay out, you know, twenty five hundred dollars each on a ten dollar bet, pretty sweet. Yeah, but I think do. our our luck uh, made a run out that week. We haven't been close since. But hey, we're uh, we're playing with house money, and Hammer's burning that house money on fire right now too. He's just, <laughs> he's just, just God, oh, I love it. No, nobody runs hotter than the hammer. Just nobody <laughs> runs hotter than that guy. The Schley hit the bet on failure this week. I think that's your first I
1: true. did hit the, the, the bet on failure. I've, I've had a few that have come down to one game and just haven't got it. Cooper Rush got me one week, but this week, uh Josh Allen, we got the early pick from him. Goff does Goff things against the Packers secondary, but Sam Ellinger left me waiting, <laughs> left me left me long against the diabolical genius Bill Belichick. But and then the interception it wasn't even like. You, you expect the rookie just to throw just an awful one yeah. it was a tipped ball at the line that was shoestring caught and everything poor kid didn't deserve that but no hey, the bet on failure came through which is fantastic
0: that was every another, year. Go
2: ahead. that was another uh that was another game that colts pass game that about six minutes in i put a nice little check mark next to the yeah. patriots
0: on the sheet and that one came <laughs> through but sometimes <laughs> you, you know early in these games yeah you know, NFL is so hard to bet on every year, and this year's no different. Actually, I don't know if you, you said you had a few a uh, few gripes regarding betting. Well, that not, year.
1: not not well. One one gripe that I think has been brought up before. I'll bring it up at the end here. Yeah. My one, um, I brought up milestones a couple couple pods ago. Like right. really like the milestones and everything. Uh, the one issue with that is the 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 bookies don't give you the not to hit the milestone odds so they don't really have a reason to give you a proper value on your bet there so you have to watch out that they're they're not giving you like way way low odds uh or way more low way lower odds than they should be giving you on that uh the team props has been i've been killing the team props i like uh, that recently uh last night that was my my bet was baltimore to have uh over a half rushing touchdowns baltimore to have a uh, over a sack and a half and then 'Cause you know I love betting on failure. Dalton to throw it the rifle to throw me one, which he threw one early in the game (laughs) that came back on a pass interference. No pass interference. (laughs) And then late in the game the rifle did it for me though, which is fantastic. Gotta love the rifle for that. Yeah. And uh, my other my other little gripe that I have, and this has come up before, we we, we all know about Mahomes and Rogers how they like padding their uh, their passing yeah. stats with the short yeah. t- the short passes and stuff like yeah, that. The
0: shovel pass inside the, the shovel yard pass if,
1: if if you're if you think you're getting a rushing touchdown and they run that jet mm-hmm. sweep and then just flip the ball up in the air in front of them, the ball doesn't travel more than two and a half inches forward. And somehow yeah. that's a pass and not a run. That just drives that's me insane. Awesome. So. That's I bad. have I I got my way of solving this this issue. I believe that a pass thrown behind the line of scrimmage in between the tackles counts as a run. Yeah. So if the, if, if, if and I think we're going to have an issue with this at some point because that play is going to go off. We're going to have a five-hour review. Right. going, Did the ball actually go forward leave or did it not go forward? Leave us,
0: yeah. Hand, yeah,
1: yeah. So. and it's going to be: is it a fumble? Is it not yeah. a fumble? Is it just incomplete? It's it's garbage. Yeah. got we got 86 that give us betters a chance here that's what we want is just give the betters a chance a great I've, thought I've only got one gambling right
2: it's uh, but it's a, it's a serious one in the sense that I don't think I can recall coaches being more horrible at clock management and game strategy in my whole life than teams I see week after week and these days if a team is down say say they're a seven point dog But they're down 14 points you used to know that back door was open you can get the push let's even say it's like seven and a half or six and a half and uh now you're getting teams down 14 who will come down and go for two if they score a touchdown completely like flipping that line or you'll have the team that'll kick the field goal down two possessions uh the, the long field goal to get within a number to get it to one possession and then try the onside kick and I don't, I don't mind when teams do those things and change strategy, but what drives me absolutely nuts, and I lost the bet on on the Chiefs-Chargers game on this other year, is when a coach isn't consistent with how they apply that. And Staley, in, in, for the Chargers in LA, he consistently would play the strategy where he would go for the early score, go for the onside kick, like make it a one-score game, and, and in that game he did the exact opposite, going on a fourth down and hitting a touchdown. And it just makes it so frustrating to try to make a pick on a game or on a strategy when coaches are just so erratic and just seem so scared of making decisions out there. Yeah. No, it's... It...
1: We, 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 brought that, we brought that up, last, I think, on the last pod, too, is the yeah the coach that plays a strategy because they believe they're supposed to but don't that's actually right. have a plan for what they're actually doing. That's they're just right. doing it because that's what... what They've, they've been hearing from the talking heads that what they've said that, that team should be doing at that point. Yeah, that is insanely frustrating.
2: It's getting a little baseball-y with these managers who don't actually make decisions. They just get told from the GM
0: what to do. Yeah. yeah. yeah I think 75, 75% of the games this year have gone under the, the total, so interesting stat i don't think it's ever been that yeah. high it's always you know unders have always trended in that direction but i don't think it's ever been 75 percent so something to keep an eye on down the stretch i never do the i never never bet the totals too often unless i you know tease it one way or another but yeah okay um got thanksgiving coming up in a few weeks Biggest travel week in the U.S. I wonder how many people are going to be doing the high knees in the aisle just like uh, Russell Wilson did on the way to London a few <laughs> months ago. Four hours. <laughs> right? <laughs> Four hours of high knees. Like, like on- I would what you
2: to just put our listeners to a test right now. Like, pause the podcast. Yeah. Well, not yet, but go stand in your living room, <laughs> put on the timer on your cell phone, and start yeah. doing high knees and see how long it goes before your heart rate's at about 150.
0: Or you then just add... think, what the fuck am I doing? I look like a complete fool. I'm just going to go sit down and maybe, like, chill for a bit. Then add three and a half hours to that. It's incredible.
2: It's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Players,
0: it's players like... were tweeting, like, no, seriously. The guy was up for, like, four hours doing fucking high knees in the aisle. What?
1: Unreal. So, unreal. so does, does Tom just have, like, the blue tent or something at the back of the plane for his trip to Germany where they right. put all the, they put all the syringes into him to are the is... same benefits that no, Russ no, is no, getting no, out of his no. high knees kind of thing? There no, is Tom, no Tom way. Getting,
0: Tom's getting more hair plugs and, and <laughs> a dye job in the back of the plane. Like, you, you guys are completely sculpting, wrong. Sculpting his jaw back there. I mean, he's doing, he's doing all kinds no, of things. No, no, no.
2: I won't stand for this. There is a 0% chance Tom Brady's on the same plane as his teammates. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: oh, man. Um, uh, speaking of high knees, Bo Jackson. No, I'm just kidding. Um, well, no, I, the new book on Bo Jackson coming out, and it's it's on my uh, my Christmas list, so to speak, of and Christmas reads that I want to get through. And it got me thinking. Obviously, Bo Jackson, tremendous two sport athlete, baseball and football. What other athletes have we seen that should have played two sports? And I'll throw this to, to Schley first.
1: Um, well, first thing with Bo, Bo Jackson. Yeah. I believe he is my first. His the the hip injury against the Bengals is my first NFL memory memory that I have. I remember watching oh, yeah. the game. I remember watching it live uh, when it happened, and you just figured he would be fine because he's Bo Jackson. He was the the just a ball of muscle. Nothing could could harm him. Um, but thinking about who else could have been a two sport athlete that only played one. It took me back to Auburn, his alma mater, and to one of the great personalities Mm. on TV to this day, um, the great Sir Charles Barkley. Right. Um, I totally feel that. Now, I think there might be something about this. I may have heard this in the past where Charles Barkley said he didn't play football because he didn't like getting hit. He wasn't into getting hit. So that was his thing. But think of Charles Barkley, that explosion, those baby soft hands playing tight end. He would have been the original gronk it would have been unbelievable throwing jump balls to him yeah it would have been fantastic and the other issue with Charles was the weight he was always out of shape so you have him playing football and basketball he only has a month or two in between to to get out of shape so I think he's showing up to more camps in better shape his career might last a little bit longer so and I think you, Sir
0: Charles would have been perfect and if you look back at Charles Barkley in like 1987 1988 like that's when yeah. he he did not have a weight problem and yeah. he would An absolute specimen and like a a freakish athlete at only six six four and a half or six five whatever he whatever he was but yeah that's a that's a great one.
1: You get the players who are like explosive jumpers. He wasn't an explosive jumper. He just it was like he had springs. Right. Like it wasn't like this aggressive like like powerful thing. It was just like he just like flexed his toes and he was a mile above everybody. And playing yeah. against like guys like Carl Malone, who dwarfed him, and he played above them. Yeah, for a yep. guy like that looked the way that he did, it just didn't seem right.
0: You know where I thought you were going with the Auburn reference? I thought you were going Frank Thomas because he was an Auburn guy too. Oh, I there, you yeah, might, yeah. I thought you might have thought the Big Hurt could have been a tight end as well.
1: But, I, I uh, probably could have. Uh, yeah. For some reason, I see Big Hurt as a defensive end more. Right. I don't
0: know why. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Devi, did you give the uh, two-sport athlete any thought? Well,
2: so I really like Schley's answer. And uh, the reason I like it is because you always hear guys talk about, oh, LeBron, it could have been so good. And LeBron loves to make up stories about how great he is at other things. And just, I guess, straight up lie. If you just go on Twitter this week, it's been a real treat to just read a thread of all of the things that. LeBron has clearly lied about, ranging from listening to Migos for a year before they're even a group, to saying he watched The uh, Godfather six times and then asked what his favorite scene was and said, uh, maybe all of them. Uh, So the answer to this question is not a LeBron because he's too big. And I mean, we open this up for all sports, but we're talking a little bit more yep. specifically maybe about football. And you always hear these guys who are 6'8", six, 6'9". It's, like, it's just hard to be that tall and play football because you just get hit in the knees. So it actually made me think, similar to Charles Barkley, a guy like Zion is smaller than kind of the average player at his size and just has absolutely ridiculous explosiveness. Um, so I'd say Zion Williamson as a current player is somebody
0: that would be fun to see just do other things. For sure. Yeah, yep. perfect. I got one for you. I'd like to see, would have liked to seen, Suge Knight at defensive end. <laughs> <laughs> not, not necessarily an athlete, but CEO of Death Row Records, showed some incredible hang, hand strength, dangling vanilla ice over a balcony. <laughs> <laughs> Durability, shot like fifty-five times. You know, he's not going to be on the injured list every week. I think you get to the quarterback. Yeah, Suge Knight. Like to
1: cardio is going to be bad because he smoked a lot of stogies.
0: That's nah, fine. Situational <laughs> that's, path rusher.
1: That's not where I thought you were going with this, Kidley, Because you always jump the golf in here. I was yeah. sure we were getting a Steph golfing. Yeah,
0: yeah. His Ste- yeah Steph I, is Steph is a very good golfer, actually. I'll yeah. like, give him credit for that. Um, yeah. But yeah, he's he's not going to make any money doing it. He's just you know he's he's good. There's just some sports it?
2: that are too hard, though. Like golf's too hard, boxing's too hard. Even though you see yeah. guys trying the boxing, it's like there's yeah. there's such a technical element to those sports. It's really tough to switch over.
1: You, you need to have a lot of time to take to, to do that. That was my only reason I thought Steph you you could lean away from him. Is it just takes too too many hours to become a golfer, kind of thing? That's right. You but, you always seem to find a way to get a golfer into into, into these things. So I was but sure this, that stuff uh, like that
2: was coming. On this topic, like more than ever, what we need to see is like that old school NBC show where Wayne Gretzky's in a foot race yeah, against they, like yeah. LA. Like if they brought that back, that'd be the greatest show on television. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely, no doubt. Yeah. Okay, let's get our baseball chatter in here real quick. Astros win the World Series. You know, one of the most hated teams in in all sports. I guess I don't know. Sure, um, Combined no hitter they threw What are your guys thoughts on the combined no hitter Are we good with that What do you think Bevy You're the baseball guy uh,
2: Well I mean yeah, I mean, Are we good with that Well if you're an Astros fan it's good They won the game Does anybody else care No it totally doesn't matter The only things that I cared about in this World Series Were whatever that goop was Their pitcher had all over his hand Where he was clearly <laughs> cheating To get his spin rate up about 15% higher than he's ever thrown oh, yeah and then the illegal bat that their uh, catcher has been using all season that he got <laughs> that they found out was illegal after it broke in the first game or they measured it in the first game of the World Series. So those were just two of the ways that the Astros were very clearly cheating in the seven games. So we'll see what comes Honestly, out in
1: 2025. Honestly, why it. doesn't Why doesn't baseball just turn into the skit and just go with it? Just like right. the, the, the biggest D-baggy... Anything anything goes, just don't do the steroids because we oh. kind of already said bad things about that in the past, but basically do anything else. Guys should be goofing up the ball. They should be coming up with bat <laughs> aluminum bats painted brown with like little lines to look like it's it, it's wood grained and everything. Just go with every douchey thing that you can do because it's baseball. Make it fun. Generally I the world.
2: Go ahead, Baby. Well, generally I agree with you, but the issue is that uh, when they start waxing up the balls, the pitchers just become unhittable. They start like the ball's cut in two ways, dancing all over the place. I'll give you I'll give you a tennis make racket. It, it You're not hitting ball. that ball. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's gonna be
0: pickleball before long.
1: <laughs> pickleball. <laughs> Love that
0: sport. Yeah, well, let's let's hit some pickleball on the next podcast. Let's let's yeah. dive into some pickleball. <laughs> I got some takes on pickleball. I, I really enjoyed the World Series. The only thing was watching Dusty Baker in the dugout flipping that toothpick around in his mouth. I'm like, fuck, man, you're just gonna fucking choke on that, like whatever that guy in uh, Home Alone when he yeah. gets it mm-hmm. stuck in his mouth. I'm like, man, Jesus, get rid of the toothpick, Dusty. But anyway, there's our baseball talk again. I think that was two minutes, so doing good yep um we're into november when are we setting up for christmas when 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 are we doing that when when does the christmas decorations come out when, what are you guys thoughts
1: um i have i have hard rules on this oh house. no um, kidding the uh the roommates they uh they like to 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 push push the limits on earliness yeah my my two rules are Lights are already up. My outdoor lights are already up. Anything that goes up on the uh, east yeah. troughs or anything like that, because I'm not getting out there after yeah. a snowstorm and, and trying to put them up. I don't want to kill myself. No. Um, yeah. my, my, my other hard rule is the tree does not go up until the first Saturday after the first full week in December, because I don't yeah. need it up there for for the, the entirety of um, end of November through December and everything. That's when it goes up. Um, not, a, not a second earlier.
0: Yeah, you know what? I, I think we are a little earlier. I think, you know, the, the hard and fast rules that I kind of grew up with and have uh, continued on is the the week after Grey Cup. So it's that, what's that? And that's usually third week in November at, or or it always used to be anyway. So, yeah. So last week in November is, uh, is usually when the tree goes up. Well, but no, I went into God.
1: I went into I went into Starbucks to get my uh, my black eye this morning. They're Already giving oh. me a Christmas cup. Oh, <laughs> I I feel,
0: I feel for I feel for everyone working in the, the coffee industry or the grocery industry or you know those types of chains that have Christmas music blasting for the next mm. two months. That's enough to drive a guy insane. Yes, it is. Sixty let's, let's days chill. of Christmas is too yeah. much. That's let's, let's let's chill a bit here. Yeah, I'm fine.
2: I'm with usually I'm fine on the outdoor lights. I even turned on the outdoor lights on Sunday night for my son because we were out with my parents and when we drove home, he got to see the lights on. Okay. He didn't know that they were gonna be on. I'm all good with putting on outside Christmas lights. It's dark out there, no problem. Yeah. But yeah, uh for me I like to set up right around US Thanksgiving. I like when US Thanksgiving is sort That's of a true. Christmas celebration. So it's you know, November twenty fourth, November twenty fifth. So it's yeah. a little bit. Uh, it's probably like the Thursday before the weekend of, uh, right? Of the Great Cup traditionally. Yeah. yeah. And so for me, that was always nice because you should usually would have family from the states come up, and we'd sort of celebrate U.S. Thanksgiving. as the start of the holiday season. Stretches it a little bit. That that would be my ideal time uh, to set up
0: the tree. Love it. Okay, let's get some uh, NBA chatter in. Luca starts the year with what eight straight games, 30 plus points, uh, 30, 30 plus points in each of his first eight games, first time ever. Pascal starts the year with a few triple doubles. Unfortunately, he's been sidelined, but the Raptors look good. baby. I'm not sure how much you've uh, you've witnessed of the Raptors this year, but you know, Coach Nurse has them trending in the right direction again. I am dialed in on the
2: Raptors. This is like one of the most fun teams to watch that I can recall. It's, uh, there may be like, well, they drafted this guy, Coloco, third pick overall, seven footer, protecting the rim, like noticeably better in pick and roll D than he was two weeks ago. So, you know, like there's just so much reason for optimism when you have Masai and you've got Nick Nurse. The players are awesome,
0: the culture is amazing. The
2: Raptors are just a real treat to cheer for.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, they've uh, they've been fun. Um, one thing that's kind of bummed me this year is the, the absence of Chet Holmgren. And, and his absence is one thing, but his dad's absence in the crowd is something that I think all NBA fans are missing out on this year. And let me just go into detail a little further on this, because, Bevy, I don't think you know anything about Chet's dad, do you? you know what when you said that i just had a flashback to march
1: <laughs>
0: and i know his dad so chet's dad is also seven feet tall with a, like a curly ponytail look i think but the most amazing part of everything is chet holmgren's dad would go to every college game at gonzaga with a camcorder in hand not not a smartphone not a smartphone like a camcorder from like 1995 and he would sit there and record the games with a camcorder. I mean, I would have loved to seen that this year in every NBA arena. Just just an amazing guy, just a complete menace. You know, he's seven feet, just a, an interesting look, look to him. We're missing out on Chet Holmgren's dad this year. It's too bad. He would have he would have been a rock star for sure.
1: Oh So, so I, let's let's speculate
2: on this a little bit though. So why yeah. is he doing that for games that are filmed? Is he already <clears throat> thinking about making the behind the scenes documentary and that's his own footage he's allowed to use? I don't know.
0: I I've been wanting to just like Spend two hours uninterrupted, just trying to find everything I can about Chet Holmgren's dad. But you know, I got to I got to set the time aside to do that. Well, just, well let's just a let's accurate.
2: just let's just say right now to any of our listeners out there, if you are or know Chet Holmgren's father,
0: please yeah. get in touch. We would love to talk to
2: you and learn more about what you're up to.
0: Yeah, because all like you said, all of these games, like. You could just go over and rewatch them at any point on YouTube or whatever. Like, I'm not sure why you need the grainy 1995 camcorder footage. It's, uh, it's something. It's really something. And uh, what people thought might be Chet Holmgren's teammate next year, the the tall French kid Yama, doing amazing things again. Now he's kind of like a, a Bo Jackson type of mythical athlete right now. We just get like random highlights pop up once in a while, and this week was like a running. One foot, three point shot. that was like nothing but net, and it's like, how do you defend that? How is anybody going to defend this kid next year in the NBA? And, and it still, was the it was the
1: handle before it too, right? Like the yeah. Three crossovers, and then just seems bored. And yeah, it's like a running runner three. Yeah, it, it's it's unbelievable. Like it, yeah. it's unfathomable. Like why? How can a person do that? Like I said on the last podcast, the only thing that's stopping this kid is a is a foot.
0: Ish. God, let's I, hope. Not. Yeah. yeah, I don't even want to speak that into existence. I just hope I, I want to see him come on the scene next year and, and see this firsthand because it's it's going to be it's going to be special.
2: I hope he has a seven foot two dad who just chain smokes with the
1: Jerry Curl and this filming <laughs> from the crowd. <laughs> Always with a glass of a, a bottle of red wine with them. What I think. Yeah. A, a baguette, baguette. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Nice scarf or something. Yeah. Actually, I know you're pretty. Uh, you're pretty wound up last week with uh, Alabama LSU game, hoping for for LSU to pull that one out. Oh, Is there anything holy. more fulfilling than Alabama losing a football game?
1: In terms, of, the, whole... in terms
0: of college sports.
1: In college sports, because yeah, the Patriots losing is way better. Yeah, but right. and it's not even Alabama because I don't hate the kids on Alabama. Quinn Williams is from Alabama. I love the guy; he's fantastic. It's yeah. just Nick Saban. Like, there's there's very few people in sports history that are more distasteful than him. And right. uh, yeah, watching watching him lose football games is very
2: yeah. few. Hold on, hold on.
0: <laughs> Rick Pitino. I, <laughs> hey, leave Patino alone. Leave leave Patino alone. Patino, I've won some money on Patino. I like Patino. Let's leave Patino alone. He you know, he, he gets carried away in the Italian restaurants once in a while and <laughs> likes to likes to take care of his players maybe a little too much with some extra curriculars, but let's leave Patino alone.
2: But I didn't even I, go the Penn State
1: route on this. We're going saving oh. the most terrible. Come on. No, I did not. I said there is very few worse. Than him, there is obviously some. I didn't do the research on how many distasteful college coaches there are. There's a lot it's of distasteful alarming. college it's coaches. Yeah, they're, they're, they are I, the worst people.
0: I think so, yeah, they have one of the head coaches at Baylor like five or seven years ago or something. I think he's he's climbing the power rankings as maybe yeah. the most deta- distasteful. I, I don't know if you've I'll ever seen him it, up. but
1: the the highest paid um, uh, state employee and most. States Yeah Is a college College coach Of yeah. some sort uh, of They get paid A boatload of money To win college games And they yeah. don't care How they're going to do it And their Their states Don't care what they're doing To do it either So yeah They're horrible people But yeah. Nick Saban Like his antics are
0: Yeah, yeah. He's 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 the worst and, and also this week, I missed out on Tennessee, Georgia. I meant to, I meant to throw a little money on Georgia. I just, you know, just had a feeling Tennessee goal 100 yeah, going to be good. I'm like, yeah. all right, I think their their luck has run out. And sure enough, Georgia just ran all over them. So I missed out on that one, unfortunately. Uh, speaking of Georgia, though, um, just real quick, U.S. midterms going on right now. I, I You know, I've been busy tonight. I don't even know what's happening, I assume. uh I'm, you know, a red wave is happening from what was all predicted, but so you got to pick one. You got to back one of these guys, Dr. Oz or Herschel Walker. I know they're on the same party, but <laughs> if, you, if you had to back what? one, hold on a second, <laughs> Dr. Oz or Herschel Walker.
2: <laughs> what are they running for?
0: Oh, you didn't know this? For all well, no. Yeah, Herschel Walker's running for Senate in uh, Georgia and the same for, I think, I think Oz is running for governor of Pennsylvania, isn't he? I think, I don't know, I'm not even, but they're both running and like, it's, there's a good chance both of them are going to win. Yeah, I,
1: I wasn't sure where this was going, Kidley. Yeah. Um, I know Dr. Oz is a tool. And I, I wouldn't want to a, a vote for him. Herschel Walker at least had a lot of head trauma, so has some CT, yeah. so he has an excuse for being a douche. So I guess Herschel. No. But I thought it was well documented
2: <laughs> that Herschel Walker suffered from like multiple personality issues.
1: Uh, uh, that, really? I, I
2: that thought could... that was like a well-known thing for a long time. I might be wrong, but
0: uh, well, we'll I we'll get her. There
2: was some some significant head trauma stuff there.
0: We'll get our well, fact checkers on it. You know, we'll, we'll, dig. we'll he, dig.
1: He was a he was a running back in the seventies into the eighties kind of thing. Well, college he, in the seventies and into the eighties. They, they, he definitely had some head trauma. Those helmets were not good. Yeah, I think he also yeah. used to
2: say all he would eat was one bowl of soup a day, and that's how he got to be like six four two thirty and shredded. And I was like, I don't
1: know and, if that's and right yeah, or and,
0: and and only push ups and sit ups. I remember that vividly. No weights. he, he claimed he only did push ups and sit ups. I remember when that. People are genetically meant to be. I guess. <laughs> All right, let's let's move on from that. Uh, a little quick golf recap. I'm I'm close to to finalizing my stable of players that I'm going to bet on here in 2023. So and guys, I'm looking to detailing.
1: I'm looking for yeah, detailing those bets as well. So, so you so know, I've, had, I've, I've had, had keep, keep, keep doing your research, Kidly. Yeah, it's. <laughs> you know,
0: I'm, I'm diving deep. Yeah. Having to replace Blackout Cam and, and Joaquin Walking Neiman yeah. you know, as two of my stalwarts is tough. Like yeah. that. Now I'm still recovering from Cam Smith leaving for Live. That's that's not good. Yeah, uh, you know, but hey, we're gonna. I I think we'll still be able to to bet on him at the majors. So four times a year, and you know that's when Cam likes to come out and play anyway. So that's gonna be okay. Uh, guy guy to keep an eye on this year is Will Gordon. He had a good good week at Mayakoba. I've been tweeting about him for the last few months. He, he could have uh, progression kind of like Cameron Young did. He might be like a Cam Young light, so to speak. Just a high variance guy, like really, really, really long off the tee. Um, and, you know, if he has a good week with the putter, it's all going to come together for him. Last week, he was 141 to 1. And going into Houston this week, he's 51 to 1. So his odds are are getting thinner, but, you know, we should be able to get him. Once the season starts in 2023 in January, up in the 100 to 1 range for most of the tournaments to start the year. So, Will Gordon definitely going to be in the stable, but you know, I'm rounding it out. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. And then, uh, yeah, go ahead, baby. Just
2: one thing on the golf front I'm actually glad that Cam Smith and Cam Young are not both on the same tour anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah a lot tough. of cams. A lot of, I mix
2: them up all the time, and I watch them yeah. all the time because they're always in the last group. And I still would get them
0: confused all the time I at like the leaderboard. Yeah, yeah. A separation of the cams is important, but I I will say that there's another cam who's uh, who's charging, and he's he's got my eye. He's on the radar, and he might he might get in the stable this year. So it's going to be even make it even more confusing. So it's uh, we'll see what happens, and then. Corn Ferry Tour action. A uh, guy that I uh, really like. Young player came out of Pepperdine last year. Really successful on the PGA Tour Canada. Uh, catapulted into the Corn Ferry Tour final stage, and he got his card for 2023. That is Joe Highsmith. So a guy to watch on the Corn Ferry Tour. Who with with no doubt will be on the PGA Tour in a few years. So really, really good talent. Um, a, a young player to keep your our eye on going forward here. Love it. Um, Pepperdine. Pepperdine, <laughs> the wave, right? I mean, who wouldn't, who wouldn't want to go play play college golf at Pepperdine? If you can go
2: play college golf at Pepperdine and focus on golf still, you are a talent.
0: Yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, Sahith Sagala was his teammate there back in 2019 as well. So they right, had a good team. Yeah. So some real likable characters coming out of that program. All right, let's end it with some uh, some good wholesome snooker snooker talk. (laughs) Snooker. I I followed. I just started following the world world snooker tour on Twitter, and you know, there's it's just like I said, just very wholesome guys. You know, throwing up a clean break of one forty seven. This Judd Trump at the Kazoo Champion of Champions. You know, perfect. You know, perfect game, so to speak. One forty seven against ronnie o'sullivan who's basically like the rafael you know uh, nadal of tennis and this ronnie o'sullivan's like that with snooker so the or not judd trump perfect game um yeah i like i like the snooker we need more of that on tv i wish the kids these days like shlee we did when we came home there was snooker yeah. on you know Always. it was very very calming you know i'd see stephen henry run the table just placing that cue ball around Going red to color, red to black. Who, like,
1: who, guess, who is the guy Who is the guy with the big glasses?
0: Oh, uh, we talked about this before. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. He, a he was too. a beauty, though. Yeah, I just remember Stephen Hendry yeah. had our time. Yeah. He was like, yeah, the world, world number one. So, you know, yeah. for, for anybody out there, I suggest you give give Snooker a little follow on Twitter or, or watch it on YouTube. It's very calming. Very it's fun.
1: it's great you brought bring up Ronnie O'Sullivan. I, I saw he was on a British uh sports talk show once yeah. and he had some as as most I'm sure snooker pool players um even the the great ones have fantastic stories of being in the wrong pool hall at the wrong time, <laughs> and 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 sharking uh, the wrong person, kind of thing. Right. And the amount of times he had to sneak out a bathroom window because uh, he had taken all the guys' money, money and stuff like that. So
0: yeah, he's got some some fantastic stories. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Did I miss anything, guys? Or are we uh, are we good?
2: No, the only thing I would add is I think all of the youth out there would be much better off if instead of being on TikTok, they were just watching World's
0: Strongest Man and. Snow- Oh. Growing up, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Come home, throw that on, everything's good. Wait, wait for dinner to be ready, <laughs> everyone's happy. <laughs> Agreed, okay, guys, perfect. Way, way, way too much fun again. We're uh, we're coming up on 50 minutes. Let's wrap it up here. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch up with you guys soon. All right, you guys, later. Thanks, bye.